everybody has a topic on the exam that they really just don't like. Whether it's hand therapy or psych or neuropeds, whatever it is, everybody's got a kryptonite. Well, I've got your secret weapon. If you're enjoying the podcast, I've been putting out video courses called 450 Formula. They're designed to make these giant, complex, difficult topics as simple and easy as possible, just like the podcast. You get all the big ideas, the foundational information, and you walk away with simple, easy mnemonics that make remembering everything a breeze. So if you're looking for a little extra help on those big, bad topics, or you just want to knock them all out together, then head over to 450formula.com and take a look. There's some free videos we can get a good feel for how it works. Check it out and get your 450. Hang in there. Hey, welcome back to OT Exam Prepper with me, Miles Mock. Today we're covering manual muscle testing, which is going to be a great episode. So stick around. It's First, we're going to cover what the scale does, what it measures. We're going to go cut through the nitty gritty of all that stuff. And then towards the end, we're going to get into a really solid way to remember it easily and quickly so that you're in the middle of that stressful exam environment. You're going to have it down and ready to go. So stick around. Um, as always, there is a study guide that goes along with this episode. So if you are not yet subscribed to the email list to get those study guides, definitely check it out. Go to otexamprepper.com and then you can subscribe to the study guides. I do it that way so that whenever a new episode just like this one comes out, anybody who's already gotten the previous study guides can find the new one right in their inbox. So if you've already done that, check your inbox. Uh, I think that's it. Let's get to it. All right, manual muscle testing. So to be totally honest with you, some of the other uh, topics we've covered in other episodes of this podcast aren't like the most relevant to um, most OTs or, you know, me in particular, I work with adults, like the PED stuff. I don't use that stuff every day. This is something that I do use every day. So I would highly encourage you to obviously know it for the exam, but definitely like keep it in your head um, for, you know, field work or if you're that's where you're at right now or for your career, student soon to be. So um, this is manual muscle testing. So what does this measure? The best way to think about it, in my opinion, is that it's like a set of two scales kind of fused into a single scale. What do I mean by that? So manual muscle testing measures essentially like muscle function, strength, but um, in two separate ways. So the bottom half of the scale from the bottom until about the middle is more or less measuring strength as it pertains to range of motion. So are you strong enough to even just move your joint through the full range of motion? And then the top half of the scale is yes, you can, but how much stronger are you beyond that? Right? So right in the center is where you have full range of motion, but we would still consider you to have very little strength. So you can move your arm or whatever other joint we're talking about through you know, the movement it's meant to, but you don't have any strength beyond that. So you could not pick something up, for example. That's like the dead center. So it's a scale. It's, it's fairly simple. So it's a five-point scale. It goes from zero to five, um, the bottom being absolutely nothing is going on, and the top being you're absolutely normal. And again, I said the middle being what we just talked about. Um, so zero, one, two, three, four, five. And then the tricky part is that there are these half steps um, or partial steps. So there's like a two minus, two, two plus, 
3 minus 3, 3 plus, 4 minus 4, 4 plus as part of this scale. So that's where things get kind of confusing because then it's not just 5 points, it's really like 12 if you add in all the minuses and pluses. So we're going to try to do this in a way that um, starts out really simple and then makes it easier to add in some of these extra steps in a way that's just easy. So here we go. We're going to start with um, just a general overview of the scale, and then we'll do the two halves like I talked about because I think that's an easier way to remember it. So um, 0 through 5. So first we're going to learn 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. And we're going to start with actually 0, which is the bottom, 3, which is the middle, and 5, which is the top. So 0 is nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I mean, you can't feel any contraction. You can't see any contraction. There is no way that you, there's nothing to observe. There's absolutely nothing going on. You're telling them to flex this muscle. We're going to go ahead and use like the biceps, so elbow flexion, as our sort of um, example for these things. That's the one that at least I picture all the time. You could use another one if you'd like, but I think uh, elbow flexion is probably the most standard and easiest one to sort of picture and uh, you know think of this scale with. But that would be the biceps are not twitching, like they're not contracting at all. They are just completely flaccid. Um, that elbow is totally straight. You're asking them to flex and, you know, that, ten that tendon does not look like it's tensing. You can't feel any tension. Again, nothing is zero. Five is no problem at all. That means that they can um, move that so they can bend their elbow completely. You can kind of flex that. That bicep, show them your guns. Uh, you got no problem there. So you go through full range of motion and you can withstand strong pressure. This is the top. So there's, I mean, obviously you don't expect somebody to be able to like bicep curl a hundred pounds for them to get a five, but they can get all the way and then they can withstand, you know, quite a bit of pressure to the point where there's no reasonable um, reason to expect that they would have difficulty with their ADLs in their daily life. Um, due to lack of strength. That's five. And then in between, again, those things is three. So again, the bottom half of the scale, we're caring about how strong they are based on how far can they move their arm um, against gravity. And then the top half of the scale, where that's set, we're trying to figure out, how, we know they can move it through the full range of motion, but how strong are they beyond that? Three is the dead center where those two things meet. So full range of motion, but they cannot withstand any additional pressure. So that's where you can flex that elbow, you can bring that hand up close to the shoulder, but literally any extra pressure, like anybody pressing down or any added weight, would no longer, you know, it would break that um, contraction and it would start to start to fail. So that's three. That's kind of where, again, that top and bottom things that we're caring about, range of motion and strength, meet. So you have full range of motion, but absolutely no strength. Okay, so we're going to do the bottom half of the scale first. So again, this is going to be 0 to 3. So let's do the whole numbers first, 0, 1, 2, and 3. Again, we're talking about range of motion here. Do you have the strength to move your joint through its full range of motion? So 0 is nothing. Again, no observable contraction at all. 1 is no motion, but yes, an observable contraction of some kind. So this is we call this a trace contraction. So one is where there's either palpable, so you can feel it, or visible, 
contraction. So you could see that tendon tense up a little bit, or with your hand on it, you could maybe feel them tensing that muscle just a touch. But again, it's not strong enough to move this um, joint to flex your elbow at all. Um, and this is actually in the gravity eliminated plane. Once, you know, if they can't pick up their hand in a neutral position with their elbow down by their side, if you can't flex your elbow like that, then we move into trying in a gravity eliminated plane where they'd be moving horizontally. So that'd be like if you're in 90 degrees of elbow or sorry, shoulder abduction and your elbow's kind of sticking straight out to your side, then moving your, uh, you know, flexing and, um, and extending your elbow in that position, you're kind of karate chopping sideways, uh, that would be a gravity eliminated position against, because gravity pulls down, so if you're moving side to side, gravity isn't affecting that movement. Um, so there's a variety of ways to position in that in that way, but that's that's if you're not getting any movement against gravity, this is what you do next. So again, this trace, um, number, like this one out of five, is no contraction whatsoever, even in gravity eliminated, but you can observe some kind of contraction. Uh, some sort of trace of that. So that's one. Two is full range of motion in that gravity eliminated plane. So they weren't strong enough to be moving against gravity, but they are strong enough to move that elbow joint through its full range of motion, um, provided that gravity isn't factoring in at all. So again, that elbow out to the side, they have enough strength to pull their hand kind of again close to their chest shoulder area, right? They can get full range of motion from that biceps. And then three, again, is full range of motion against gravity. So in that a neutral position with your elbow down at your side, you can pick your hand up, you know, get that full elbow flexion. Um, but again, no extra pressure. So now let's fill in the gaps between these things. So we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but let's review. One of the tricky things is that there are minuses and pluses for only certain numbers, but it, should be, it shouldn't be too hard to remember. So the top and the bottom stand alone. There's no zero minus or zero plus. There's also no five minus or five plus. It's just five. And then there's also no one minus or one plus. There's only one one. Okay, so the top and bottom stand alone and there's only one one. And then all the other numbers, two, three, and four, have a minus and a plus. So we get these like half steps going on. So we've got in this, again, this bottom half of the scale from zero to three, we've got zero and then one, two minus two, two plus, three minus, and three. So between one, which is no movement at all, but they're starting to be able to flex it, like activate that muscle a little bit, and two, which is full range of motion, gravity eliminated in that horizontal plane, two minus is the, the step that's in between there, and it's pretty easy. It's that you only have partial motion through that gravity eliminated plane. So you can't flex it all the way, but in gravity eliminated, you can get, you can generate some movement. It's just not all the way. So that's two minus. Now there's between two, which is full range of motion in gravity eliminated, and three, which is full range of motion in uh, against gravity. Then there's two steps between there because there's two plus and three minus. So this is easy too. You think about halfway, which would be about 90 degrees of shoulder flexion, right? Anything less than that is two plus, and anything more than that but not full range of motion is three minus. Once you get to full range of motion, it's three, and uh, if you weren't able to move it at all, that'd be two. So moving it less than halfway is two plus, and moving it more than halfway is three minus. So pretty easy. And that's it. So that's the bottom half of the scale. Zero, one, two minus, two, 
2 plus, 3 minus, 3. Again, with those like milestones in between of the whole numbers, should be relatively easy to remember. So let's move on to the upper half of the scale. This is 3, 3 plus, 3 minus, 4, 4 plus, and 5. This one is even easier than the other one. So again, 3 is full range of motion, but you have no strength. So all of these above here are assumed that, yes, you have full range of motion because we move on once you have full range of motion against gravity to testing your ability to resist uh, beyond that. So obviously just being able to move your hand there is great, but if you can't actually like apply any force to anything, it's not particularly functional. You couldn't pick anything up. You couldn't really do anything with it other than just put it in that position. So now we're testing how much pressure you can resist. So three being no pressure, five being strong pressure, or you know about as much as we could hope for them, and then four is right between those two. Surprise, it's easy, it's moderate pressure. So three is no pressure, four is moderate pressure, and five is strong pressure. So this is gonna be really easy to figure out what's in between these. So three plus is slight pressure, Four minus is again now between slight and moderate. Guess what? It's slight to moderate pressure. <laughs> and then four is moderate. Four plus is between moderate and strong. It's moderate to strong pressure. And if you're thinking that sounds like it could be a little subjective and two people might score it slightly differently, you're 100% right. <laughs> but the idea being is that I think most therapists can agree on something being, you know, the difference between moderate pressure and strong pressure and whether, you know, they, they mark that as like, you know, slight to moderate or whatever, like it's fine. Like that difference isn't that, that big. And also it's really helpful for showing progress. So let's say you have a patient who starts out really weak and they can only withstand slight pressure and then they're not quite getting the like moderate pressure, but they have definitely improved. Then you can throw out, you know, they were at three plus, they're not quite to four, must be four minus. So it's just, it kind of helps that it's a little subjective actually. And it helps that there's this many steps, even though they're a little bit annoying to be able to pull off the top of your head. Um, it really is, you know, quite helpful for it, for therapy. So, that's the scale, but we need a good way to remember it. And that's what we're all about. I could leave you guys right here. Just remember these levels, blah, blah, blah. But that's not good enough. Let's give you guys a really, really easy way, kind of fun way to remember this quickly and easily. Okay. So similar to the Burns episode where we used like this image of a picture um, of like body positioning to remember again, like optimal positioning for burns, anti-contracture positioning, that sort of stuff quickly. We're going to use a couple little um, movements to remember uh, the different levels of manual muscle testing. So we're going to remember one and two together. So now let's recall one is trace movement, but we so you can trace contracture, but you get absolutely no movement, even in the gravity eliminated position. So you're going to stick your arm straight out, and then you're going to abduct your shoulder to about 90 degrees. So it's sticking straight out of your body, right? Like if you did it with both hands, you'd be making a big T with your body. The other hand, or the other arm at the same time, you're going to again abduct those that shoulder straight out, but you're going to completely flex your elbow. So you've got one arm in towards your chest and one arm sticking straight out and both of your elbows are kind of sticking straight out from your body. One arm straight, one arm is completely bent at the elbow. Now, what are you doing? You are dabbing, my friends. <laughs> 
Oh, it's so stupid. Okay, so the for one and two, we're going to remember as a dab. <laughs> so the arm that's straight out, I want you to pick, just like give me the number one, like a point, right? So when you point, you pick your arm straight out. You got one finger up. And then for the arm that's in towards your chest, you're going to give a two, kind of like the peace sign. And you can remember that easily because uh, people who think they're really cool will like hold up the peace sign and then kind of like hit it against their chest as like a little, I don't know. Uh, if you're a cool person, you can probably pull it off. I definitely can't. <laughs> um, but you know what I'm talking about. So you give the peace sign, you kind of hit it against your like one of your pecs. So that's how we're going to remember that one is pointing out. Two is right in here. The position in general is a dab. <laughs> so one, two. And then the position for three and four that we're going to remember Three is, again, that full range of motion gravity eliminated. So go ahead and drop your elbow down to your side, and then you're going to kind of flex that elbow all the way up. So, and then you're going to make a fist. So this is like a fist pump kind of thing, like a, like a yes kind of motion. There's a little meme with a little baby doing this, and he's like, oh, yes. It's like success baby or something. <laughs> um I'll include pictures of these different movements on the study guide. So you're going to remember this as three. Think of your favorite sport, um, whether it's tennis or basketball or whatever. Any sport that you play or that you enjoy watching, oftentimes if it's like a tournament situation or if it's a casual thing with your friends, you're going to like play best of three or best of five. So it's like first to three wins wins, right? So, um, or, you know, if there's some other relevant thing to this sport you chose, like a three-pointer in basketball, right? You could be like, oh, yes. So it's this, like, like celebratory kind of fist pump thing. That's what we're going to remember for this three, okay? And then four is when you test these, these uh, the strength, you don't test it at the top of the motion. You test it more in the middle, right? So they're not in maximum flexion when you're applying this pressure. They're going to be more towards the middle of the range of motion. So instead of, you're going to have that same, like against gravity position, so your elbow kind of relaxed down at your shoulder, and then your, your elbow is still going to be flexed. Your biceps are still flexing, but it's going to be kind of your, your fist is coming straight out from your body. Okay. Or at least at that 90 degree angle. So if you think of like bodybuilders, oftentimes to really show off their bicep, they'll have, and I'll include a picture of this again in the study guide if you're having trouble picturing it, but you have your elbow at 90 degrees and then you take the other hand and then you oppose them. So you're pressing down. If you've got your right arm in that 90 degrees, you're then kind of grabbing your forearm wrist area and pressing down with your left hand and you kind of angle your body so they can see your big sexy biceps. <laughs> uh, so that is for the camera. So this is for, you're posing for the camera. Uh, and that's sort of that position and you're even kind of testing it, right? You're, you're pushing on there. So that is one, two, three, and four. So once again, do it with me. You get your dab, one and two. You can like have one finger on the, the pointing hand and you can have two fingers on the one close to your chest like you're telling somebody what's up. Uh, you can have three, which is that fist pump thing. You just made a three-pointer in basketball or you won your third match, your third game of tennis. I don't know much about tennis. Um, or, and then you're posing for the camera right? So now you don't need to run through this whole thing, but if you have those images in your head, you can get more used to just doing kind of one, two, three, four. And again, when you're doing that, one, your arm straight out from your body, two, 
it's your elbow, you know, it's still straight out, but your elbow is flexed. Three, your arm is um, down by your side, but your elbow is flexed. And four, you're kind of applying pressure to that. And that's going to be a really quick, easy way for you to just pull out those differences. And then as long as you can remember that, um, you know, the top and the bottom zero is nothing. Five is maximum strength, like no problem. And that um, those, so the top and the bottom and then one, they all stand alone, right? So the top and the bottom are alone. There's only one worst and one best. And then there's only one one. All the rest have a minus and a plus. So then real quickly, you'll know that there's, you know, one step between one and two, which is only two minus. There's two steps between two and three, which is two plus and three minus. And there's two steps between three and four, three plus and four minus. And then there's one step between four and five, which is four plus. Uh, and then again, it should, it's really, really easy to fill in those gaps if you can remember those whole numbers solidly. So again, do it with me one more time. Arm out to the side, that's one. Arm out to the side, but your elbow flex, that's two. Three is this fist pump kind of thing. And four is that arm straight out from your body. Sorry, not arm straight out. Your elbow's down at your side and uh, it's flexed at about 90 degrees. You're pushing down on it. And that's to stand for moderate pressure, right? That is the mnemonic. That is manual muscle testing. I don't know what else I can give you guys. I think that is going to be the best way for you to remember it. I hope you find this helpful and memorable, if not a little stupid, but sometimes stupid is memorable. So, whew, uh, you guys rock. Hang in there. I know that studying for this test can make you feel not smart and not skilled, but just rest assured that you are both and that studying for this test is the anomaly. This test is is hard and studying for it is lame. But you guys are neither of those things. You guys are smart and skilled and great. And you just got to get through this test. And then you'll be on the other side in the great world of OT. So hang in there and I'll see you next time. If you guys have a spare second amidst all your crazy, crazy studying to leave a review at iTunes about the show, that would be oh so appreciated. You are awesome. Music this episode provided by the people's champion himself, Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Thank you, Kevin.